This is a Broadway show uncut. It's the place where we chat with Broadway's biggest stars. I'm so glad you're here. Academy Award winner Jessica Chastain is back on Broadway in the incredible revival of A Doll's House. She talked to Paul Wontorek. Jessica, thank you for being with us. My pleasure. How is how's Broadway treating you? I'm in heaven. I love it so much. We were initially supposed to do this um, on the West End, and yeah. then COVID hit. And when I asked Jamie, "Can we please move it to New York?" Just because I, I'm such a New Yorker. I love my home. I love being here, and I just I want. You also love theater. I mean, I love theater. And I, I'm just going to tell you, I love the fact that you make theater such a big part of your career. I was thinking about it. You won an Oscar last year. Mm -hmm. You remember? Fantastic performance. Eyes <laughs> of Tammy Faye. Amazing performance. Thanks. Historically, actors who, when, when Hollywood names came to Broadway, it was sort of like, oh, they must need a boost yeah, yeah. in their career. But you're, you're at the height of your career. I can't even think of another actor who came to Broadway so right soon after, after winning. winning an Oscar. So I, I, think, I think that's incredible. No, I did my research. It's, that's, I look back on a few decades. That's so, a really good point. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's wonderful. And I think it really sort of elevates uh, what, what stage work means. What does it mean to you? Well, it's, I never thought about it in the terms that you said, but it's true. It's like I had so much attention on me. It kind of felt like I could do whatever I wanted. I could get yeah. like a, a big money job. I could do all of these things. But at the end of the day, the thing that makes me the most happy is doing this. I mean, and of course it's a gamble. You never know before you sign on to any project. Like, sure. how is it going to be? You know, is it, how's the chemistry in the room with everyone else involved? It's just been biggest joy, one, one of the greatest joys of my career so far is to work with Jamie Lloyd, Amy Herzog on this, the incredible um, ensemble that I'm working with, and then also the way that it's staged, I feel so closely connected to the audience. I feel like I, I'm, you know, in, in, in tune with them so much that it just feels like a great gift. You know, that, that old thing of like, you just did this, what are you going to do now? I'm going to go to Disney World. The yeah. new thing in the Oscar press room could be like, I'm going to go to Broadway. I'm going to go like to Jessica Broadway. Jessica Chastain, I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it's definitely, I mean, I was scared because theater's my first love. It's yeah. what I always wanted to do. I always wanted to live in New York. I'm such, I did, wasn't born in New York, but I love New York. And I've lived here for over 20 years. I've lived here more than anywhere else in my life, longer than anywhere else in my life. And I just can't imagine, I'm hoping now, I mean, I don't know how soon it'll be, but I hope to like now go, okay, maybe I do a play a year or maybe every other year. I just, I don't want too much time to go by. And I'm so grateful for Jamie Lloyd because yeah. he's the one who brought me back. He asked me, why aren't you doing theater? Because he knew it was my first love. And I just, honestly, I just said to him, I'm really scared. He said, okay, let's go to lunch. And he brought me back. Well, this has been a big triumph. Does it feel like a very successful? I, I know you've talked in the past about, like you just said, being scared of theater mm. and, and maybe struggling with your insecurities with doing theater, but you've always loved it. And you really started your career on the stage. How has this felt for you? It's felt amazing. I mean, I think there was, in, in the past, I used to feel, I'm, I can, I'm a sensitive person, so I would feel before. So yeah, in the past, I always felt a little bit like, because I'm sensitive, that the audience was an obstacle mm. in some way. Like if a cell phone went off or right. if someone started speaking loudly, I would feel it would 
be so difficult for me. And something has switched in my mind now where I don't, I see them as part of the performance. And, and perhaps it's, I'm sure it's working with Jamie and it's, um, there's a pre-show I do where I get to look at everyone. Right, yeah, I want to talk about that. Yeah, and I feel like I, I make eye contact with everyone, which 10 years ago I could have never done. I would have been way too scared and like shy. Um, and I, I make eye contact. I feel their energy. I'm like sending them. I'm thinking thoughts and I'm sending people messages as Nora in some way. And I feel that we're now going on the journey together and it's created the space. And I cannot imagine doing the show without that. I love that. So you're on stage before the audience comes in. They don't open the house until you're seated, correct? I mean, well, there's a curtain. Right. But you, and then you're, you're there and, yes. you, and you're making the eye contact. and. Does, does that helps you? That's actually helping you feel more comfortable. Is that is that sort of helping? Yeah. It, well, it just made me realize like we're all here to go on this journey together, and it, it's Nora isn't. I'm not doing something separate from the audience. The reality is, if it, there's so many people who can relate to Nora's journey and the the fact that they're they're pretending to be someone else to please other, mm. and they don't really know who they are at the end of the day, and that goes beyond gender. There's mm. so many people out there that are playing a part to try to gain some kind of power in a system that really denies them right. equality and freedom. Uh, and so I'm, kind of, I'm do, using that moment to connect and be like, we're the same. And, and, I, and we're going to go on this journey together. So it f really feels like this very profound, almost sacred experience. You've done a lot of classics in your career. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you like digging into a classic text and sort of finding your own path to it, and uh, something that so many performers in the past have sort of found their own, mm. you know, road through it. Is that exciting to you? It's very exciting. I mean, I love classics because also I love language. I love it, I, you know, and, and there's, I mean, Amy Herzog did an incredible job adapting this, yeah. but I love giving me, uh, being afforded the opportunity to like tell stories and, you know, and to use my words. Uh, and so maybe that's why I'm, I'm drawn to classics. Also, a classic tends to be a classic because it's a tale that withstands the test of time. Sure. And usually ones that do that, it's because they're, they continue to be relevant. And that's what I find so um, moving about A Doll's House. You, when, you were, uh, when you were on this year's Oscars, you were wearing a mask in the audience. And yes. a lot of people, a lot of people like, made why fun is she wearing me? a mask? And I was like, because she's on Broadway and has to take care of herself because, you know, people don't, it was an interesting sort of spotlight on the reality of being in, on Broadway right now. Yeah. Oh, I take it very seriously. Yeah. I'm, it is such a gift. I feel every day, I mean, it's exhausting. Like, the, you've seen the show. It's yeah. the two show days, I feel like I could just fall over. But the reality is I get home and I can't go to sleep until like 2 a.m. I'm so, I have so much adrenaline from doing the show. and and. As tired as I am, I just feel so excited about the experience and so moved by my experience with the audience and the other actors and grateful and thankful. And so the idea, especially with the COVID rules, when, when New York was in red, it was like, yeah. or even now, like you get COVID, you're out for a week. Right. Um, and I didn't want to risk that. This is a huge priority to me. It's a great gift that I've been afforded. I'm very serious about it. I'm not doing this 
for any other reason because I, than because I love it. And so yes, I went to the Oscars and I went to the SAG Awards and I was the only one in the audience wearing a mask. And many people thought I was like saying some kind of political statement, no. The reality was I should have just worn a mask that said, I'm doing a Broadway show. Right. <laughs> I have to take care of my cast. Come see me on Broadway. Yeah, I'm taking care of my cast, but I'm also, because I know this, I go to the stage door every day after the show. I meet people who fly in from around the world. Last night, there were people who flew in from Shanghai just to see the show. They spent thousands of dollars yeah. to come and see this play. And if I'm out of the show for a week, that's so, that's not a, that would, that would, destroy me yeah. and so I don't want to let anyone down so f final question I know your the run ends in June June so 10th are, are you already I was gonna ask you are you already now mourning the end of the run I don't think it's gonna be the end I mean it'll be the end for this run for sure because of schedules and all that but I'm already I'm not ready to say goodbye to Nora great and maybe thinking about the next thing too you said one play a year I like that idea yeah, I really want to, I mean, it might, that might not be possible, <laughs> but at least every other year, because I can't go this much time without it. And um, I, I mean, I just love this community so much and it just, it just feels so good to be finally be back home. John Hayes is nominated for a Tony for lead actor in Goodnight Oscar. We gave him the mic for a few to tell us what the play is all about. Oscar Levant was uh, a raconteur, a wit, a virtuoso pianist. He, um, but he also kind of spoke openly about his mental health and addiction issues on live television. And um, I love the tagline, which is anything can happen on live TV and one night it did, which is um, all of these kind of events that happen backstage at The Tonight Show culminate in an unforgettable appearance with Jack Parr on The Tonight Show. So I enjoy the surprise of people uh, learning uh, about the show and watching the journey of the play. And I'm also excited to reintroduce Oscar Levant in this way to new audiences because he was really famous back then in the 50s and 60s and people kind of don't talk about him as much anymore. But he was just a, an incredible character. It's been said in the past that if um, Oscar Levant wasn't a real person, he could not have been imagined. A few of the themes of this show are about cancel culture. You know, before... Um, Dave Chappelle, there was George Carlin before George Carlin, there was Lenny Bruce before Lenny Bruce, there was, there was Oscar Levant. I think it's really important that people uh, are given a voice to whatever they uh, feel truthful to themselves. And if um, you choose to not watch it or agree with it, that's your choice. Um, you can criticize it, but then you don't have to watch it or listen to it. It's that simple. But Oscar was extremely open about talking about his mental health issues and addiction issues as a way, I think, to cope with them. And if he got laughter from them, which he did, it was kind of a soothing experience. So great to hear from Sean. Well, that's gonna do it for this week's episode. We're back soon with another good one, including this year's Tony nominees. See you then.